0: So as we come on today um, on step by step, walking into your destiny, and we're doing the last episode of hearing the voice of God, we just know that he is so perfect. He's perfect in all of his ways to us, toward us you know he's so full of grace and mercy and i'm just so thankful uh, you know i know you all have pressed you all that have stuck in there for all the episodes there's some of you all that you know you have attempted to come on but there's some of you all that have been faithful and you haven't missed the an episode and i truly thank god for all of you but you all that have not missed the episode know that the lord he has something special for you and i i trust that you all that uh, may have missed some of the segments will come back on the anchor broadcast uh podcast and to hear um the voice of god and what he's saying you know, um, not just today, but, uh, go back to all of the segments. Uh, we've got quite a few that are on there. We may not have every one of them, but we do have quite a few, at least we have half or over half of them on there. And so I'm going to go into just a a couple of minutes of praise and worship. And I'm going to sing this song because of the Lord that we serve. God is so good. Hallelujah. And he is perfect in all of his ways. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. I've heard a thousand stories of one They think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father is who you're you are is who you are is who you are and I'm loved by you it's who I am, is who I am, it's who I am. I've seen many searching for answers. Far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you provide cause you know just... What we need before we say a word, you're a good, good father, is who you are, is who you are, is who you are, and I'm loved by you, is who I am. It's who I am, is who I am, because you are perfect in all of your ways, you are perfect in all of your ways, you are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father, is who you are, is who you are, is who you are, and I'm loved by you, is who I am, is who I am, is who I am. You're a good, good father, is who you are, is who who you are is who you are, and I'm loved by you. Is who I am is who I am is who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us, and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father, hallelujah,
0: he's a good, good father, and we're loved by him, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hearing the voice of God, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. My God, we're going to go over hearing the voice of God through scripture for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And that's Hebrews 4 and 12. You be the judge. It is more important that you read the Bible or the Bible reads you. Is it more important? It is more important that you read the Bible or the Bible reads you. You master the Bible or the Bible masters you. Full engagement. I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. First Corinthians 14 and 15. It is just as important to read the Bible with your spirit as it is to read the Bible with your mind. We're talking about spirit again, Pastor O. Different ways Amen. to understand God's word. Logos and Rima. If you know scripture but you haven't experienced it, then you don't know it. Quoting and memorizing scripture alone is not going to help you. The devil can quote scripture too. It's not been that much of a blessing for him. Experiencing the word is the key thing. You know, you can know the truth, but if you have not experienced it, it has not set you free. Biblical meditation. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Psalms 1, 1 and 2. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Joshua 1 and 8. These are 12 steps, what I'm going over now, to biblical meditation. 12 steps to biblical meditation. And you will be receiving these in your instructional packets for those that have completed the series. 1. Ask for cleansing. 2. Ask for a teachable attitude. 3. Surrender your faculties to the Lord. 4. Pray for the eyes of your heart to be open. Slow down and mull over the scripture. 5. Present your abilities to reason, imagine to God. 6. Personalize the scripture. Read it as though it was written to you. 7. Read the scripture several times very slowly, word by word. 8. Chew each word. Taste it. Feel its texture. Smell it. Be fully present with it. 9. Look for a word that lights up, jumps off the page at you. Your attention is drawn. 2. Number 10. Now just focus on the word or words that come alive to you and ask God to speak to you through them. 11. Write down what comes to your mind as you focus on the highlighted word, like when you... Are journaling. Twelve, ask God how you are to apply to your life what you have heard. There comes that applicable, apply and non-apply, scriptural meditation. To murmur, to converse with oneself, and hence aloud speak, talk, babbling communication, mutter, roar, mourn, or murmuring sound. To study, to ponder, revolve in the mind, imagine, pray, prayer, reflection, devotion. And that comes from Strong's Concordance. Meditation is God in action within the individual. uh, It is God granting revelation through the heart and mind which has been yielded to him and results in wisdom from above. Windows of Scripture. In the context of a committed relationship, Jesus promises to show himself to us, reveal himself, disclose to us the innermost secret of who he is. Often we want that intimate disclosure without being serious about the relationship. If you think about it, that's not much different from casual sex. Wanting the pleasures of intimacy without the commitment. But Jesus is not indiscriminately intimate. I spent a lot of time in seminary studying the Bible. And it led me to a lot of places. Hebrew. Greek. Systemat- systematic theology. hermeneutics. A lot of good places and at those places I learned a lot of important things. But it was Mary in an intimate moment with the Savior who taught me what was most important. And it wasn't how pure my doctrine was, it was how passionate my devotion. That was what mattered to Jesus. That's what he defended. What he called beautiful. That's the picture he memorialized for all time. From that point on, my view of the scriptures changed. And I realized then that the scriptures revealed a person who was searching for me. Reaching out to me. A person who wanted not simply a personal relationship with me, but an intimate one. Now, when I read these scriptures, I read searching. Praise the Lord. This is a scripture exercise that I'm going to give to you. And the first exercise says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Ephesians 1. 17 through 18. So in that scripture, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, and that exercise, I want you to write down what that scripture means to you or what that scripture is saying to you. The, and that's Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. And then um, the next scripture exercise is... So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn. And he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. Hosea 6 and 3. That's the second exercise. Hosea 6 and 3. Now, this is a uh, Meeting God in Scripture exercise, and it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, Uh, seven questions. The first one says, ask God to remind you of a Bible story. Can you picture the details of the story? And then the next question is can you see the characters and what what they're doing? Are you able to exercise all five senses within the story? So this is something I would like for you to do is I want you to read a story, ask God to remind you of a story, one of your stories, ask him to remind you of a Bible story. One in particular, I'm not going to tell you one. And then can you picture the details of the story? Can you see the characters and what are they doing? Are you able to exercise all five senses within the story? And where is Jesus in the picture? And what is he doing? And can you draw near to him? Ask him what he wants you to know about this story. And where does the story's truth meet your life? In other words, how does the story affect you and your life? In what way can you relate to the story? Hearing God in nature and nature the old nurse too the child upon her knee saying here is a story here is a story book my father hath writ for thee come wander with me she said in regions yet untrod and read what is still unread in the manuscripts of God, and that's by Henry Longfellow. God is so clearly revealed in nature that even if all scripture was lost, we could still know something of his character by studying the works of his hands. Every sense, the creation of the world, the creators eternal power and divine nature invisible though they are have been understood and seen through the things God has made Romans 1 19 and 20 we can see his creative nature in all things around us just look at what he's given to us the heavens declare the glory of God the skies proclaim the work of his hands Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. Like a champion rejoicing to run his course, it rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Psalms one, Psalms nineteen, one through six. These creatures minister to our needs every day. Without them. We could not live, and through them, the human race greatly offends the Creator every time we fail to appreciate so great a blessing. Every creature is a word of God. Let's be sure to worship the one who created all nature and not worship nature itself. Although... They claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Romans 1, 22 and 23. The splendor of the earth is only a portion of his creation, and to view it by itself is only to see it dimly. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah six and three. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. Psalm eight, three and four. The character of God is revealed by the world he made and the word he has spoken. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw. That the light was good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he separated. The light. (laughs) Hallelujah. And it was good. And he separated. The light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1, 1 through 3. When we look at creation, it brings wonder, thanksgiving, praise, revelation, and joy. Why listen for the voice of God in nature? Everybody needs beauty as well as bread. Places to play in and pray in. Where nature may heal and give strength to the body and soul. So that you can gain a new perspective of character and greatness. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Jeremiah 32 and 17 so that you can start to understand and appreciate the majesty of god this is why listen to the voice of god in nature first so that you can gain a new perspective of character and greatness and secondly so that you can start to understand and appreciate the majesty of god god's glory is on tour in the skies god craft on exhibit Across the horizon, Madame Day holds classes every morning. Professor Knight lectures each evening. Their words aren't heard. Their voices aren't recorded. But their silence fills the earth. Unspoken truth is spoken everywhere. Psalm 19, 3 and 4. And that came from the message version. Bless the Lord. O my soul, O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a cloak. Stretch out heaven like a tent curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He walks upon the wings of the wind. He makes the winds his messengers. Flaming fire his ministers, Psalms 104, 1 through 4. So as you better understand God, you will be drawn into worship and thanksgiving. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountains speak the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker Psalms ninety five six. So you can so you may or can better understand the wisdom of God. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Psalms 104 and 24. So that you may enter a time of intimacy with him. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, THE WINTER IS PAST, THE RAIN IS OVER AND GONE, THE FLOWERS APPEAR ON THE EARTH, THE TIME OF SINGING HAS COME, AND THE VOICE OF THE turtle dove IS HEARD IN OUR LAND, THE FIG TREE RIPENS ITS FIGS, AND THE VINES ARE IN BLOSSOM, THEY GIVE FORTH FRAGRANCE, ARISE MY LOVE, MY BEAUTIFUL ONE, AND COME AWAY, SONG OF SOLOMON two, ten 10-13. SO YOU CAN APPRECIATE THE CREATIVITY AND ARTISTRY OF GOD. Hallelujah! A BETTER VIEW OF HIS GREATNESS. YOU HAVE SET YOUR GLORY IN THE HEAVENS WHEN I CONSIDER YOUR HEAVENS, THE WORK OF YOUR FINGERS, THE MOON AND THE STARS WHICH YOU HAVE SET IN PLACE. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. Psalms 8, 1 through 4. Can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limit of the almighty? Job 11 and 7. A time of refreshing and restoration. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalms 23, one through three. How to listen? What am I listening for? How can I know it is God? When should I expect to hear from God? Where can I go to hear God's voice? Steps to hear God in nature. Pray that the eyes of your heart will be open. Get outside, get quiet. Look around and contemplate on what you are seeing. Listen purposefully. Sit and ask God what he will speak to you. Write what you hear and look for interruptions. Why do you think we need to look for interruptions? That's a question. Why do you think we should look for interruptions?
2: That's when he's speaking. Mm-hmm. Because when we're contemplating, we're in a place. We're in a place where we can hear a little, mm-hmm. little bit. And we can hear him actually speak to us. We're right where he wants us, so we can speak.
0: Yes, yes. Anyone else? That was good, Pastor o.
3: I, I, I looked at it as when you're getting that, you're getting sick, and folks here come the distractions
2: mm-hmm. to
3: move you from that place and that. Where you can hear the Lord and all of these thoughts that were in there all of a sudden start rushing in and you're starting to hear all the different things that, that to do with, this is what I want to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Instead
3: of just moving those things out of the way, because they will come to distract and interrupt the Lord is doing.
0: Absolutely. They will come to distract, to uh, try to br- uh, break up what he's the what he's uh the language what he's trying to get through to you yes absolutely absolutely thank you Jesus nature journaling you know I'm going to send you some information. About journaling. Um and it just it's it's very good. Um I'm not gonna go into that now, but um I'll send you some information about journaling. Um prophecy. What did we talk about? We talked about prophecy before, but just so that you all understand. Prophecy is a vocal gift of the Holy Spirit, and it is the speaking forth of a message from the heart of God through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Revelations nineteen nine through ten says, "Then the angel said to me, 'Write. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb.'" And he added. These are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Do not do that. Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay. So um, the next is. Oh, boy. I hope you all can hear me. Okay. Um, The next is prophetic words are given to build up, inspire, and encourage. To build up. To inspire, and to encourage. Okay. The next prophecy can deal with future events or be applicable to present realities. Test everything, weighing, or judging prophecy. You have to test everything, hold on to the good. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21. The process of prophecy. Prophecy is incomplete. Prophecy evolves. And prophecy is provisional. You have to test everything and hold on to the good. Does the word edify, exhort, or comfort you? Does it confirm the scripture to scripture? Does it confirm what God has already said to you? Does it display the character of Christ or is it manipulative or controlling? How do you feel about the word in your spirit? Does it come to pass? Does it produce fruit? Prophetic wisdom. The Bible is our text for prophecy. When prophesying, it may be your mouth, your voice, your words, but the inspiration comes from God. Immature prophets may speak what God has not spoken and give prophetic assumptions rather than divine guidance. Don't try to be super spiritual. Just be yourself. Avoid saying, thus saith the Lord. Prophecy exercise. Ask the Lord who He wants you to encourage, comfort, or lift up. Ask the Holy Spirit for a word or vision for the person. Ask for a scripture that supports what you see or hear. Use your Bible concordance to find scriptures. Paraphrase the scripture to make it personal. Warning. If you think you have received a scripture, vision or picture that is not edifying, but is instead negative, corrective, revealing sin or condemning, do not deliver this kind of word in this group, in a group setting. Scripture prophecy example. Don't be afraid, my child. I'm right here. Keep your eyes on me, don't let anything terrify you or cause you to lose heart. I am your God, I increase your strength, I make you strong, I am your helper, I hold you steady, I am Jehovah Nissi, I am your righteousness, I am justice. Listen to me, I declare that your enemies will be put to shame, they will perish and be as nothing. I am the Lord again, I say to you, do not fear. I'm holding on to you. My grip is firm and I promise always to help you. It doesn't matter how small or weak that you think you are. I tell you again, fear not. I am the Lord. I am your help. I am your Redeemer. I am the Holy One. You must trust me. You become... um, um When you trust me, you become dangerous to the enemy, a new sharp threshing instrument with teeth. In me, you destroy the work of the enemy, no matter how big his obstacles may appear. Together, together we beat down even the mountains small and turn them into nothing. This is Isaiah 41, 10 through 16. That's a prophecy. That's an example of a prophecy. Isaiah 41, 10 through 16. Does anyone have any questions at this time? Anyone? All right. Why is prophecy important? Why do you think it's it's so important? Prophecy is important. It's very important. Why? That's a question. <laughs>
3: <No>.
0: Oh <laughs> I was
3: gonna say, Bishop, that it's encouraging. Right. Um when people hear a word from the Lord it just lifts them up and know that yes, he has them, he's covering us and we can move forward, we're gonna get to that place and to those things and where he wants us to be and where he what he wants us to do. So I just hear that as it just encourages me to go forward and to not let the enemy he'll trip me, he'll come after me, but I know what his word said and I'm gonna hide it in my heart and I'll go back to it and reread it and just internalize it even more.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. So Okay, I've got a couple of more things, and then we'll be done, you guys. Just hold on just a minute. And pray for my phone, because it's trying to, the devil is a lie. Why is prophecy important? Prophecy is important because God tells us it is. Godly prophecy cannot be separated from love. In fact, true prophecy flows from a heart of love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy in 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Prophecy releases the life and power of God. So I prophesied, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, the breath into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Ezekiel thirty-seven seven through ten, God warns us not to reject prophecy. Do not put out the spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. First Thessalonians five nineteen through twenty, functions of prophecy. Prophecy comes to comfort, comfort, redemptive. Edification and direction. Prophecy does not replace your relationship with God, but confirms what he is already telling you. So it comes it whatever he's all he's already it comes to confirm what he's already telling you. Thank you, Jesus. How prophecy is received. A supernatural message bubbles up. You might hear words or a scripture might come to mind. The person announces, declares, and speaks for God. A seer. A seer. The prophetic can come through visions with a seer. Visual. Impressions, pictures, and images. Often in scriptures, you see God asking the prophets, what do you see? It is important to ask the Holy Spirit for revelation regarding how to put in words the images you see. The value of prophecy. God wants you to know that he knows you. Prophecy spoken at the right time is a word. Aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. Proverbs 25 and 11. Prophecy can deepen our relationship with God. Uh, John 1, 47 and 48, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Prophecy can provide direction and renewed vision. Prophecy can confirm. Ephesians 3, 4, and 5. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations as it has been, has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. Prophecy stirs our faith. Prophecy can provide insight into counsel. And prophecy can show us how to pray. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God. All right, we're at the finish. We uh, we this is we down at the wire now. Y'all keep praying. We down at the wire. Oh god. Thank you Jesus. What now? Indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21. In fact, the kingdom of God is among you, Luke seventeen twenty one. Scriptures on practicing the presence. Pray without ceasing, First Thessalonians 5 and 17. Continue in prayer, Colossians 4 and 2. Praying always for you, Colossians 1 and 3. Since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, Colossians 1 and 9. Epaphras, who is one of you, he is always wrestling in prayer for you. That's in Colossians four and twelve. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Philemon four and one, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Colossians two and six, and pray in the spirit. On all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests always keep on praying for all the saints Ephesians 618 talking about Timothy as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Second Timothy 1 and 3 Fix your thoughts on Jesus Hebrews 3 and 1 Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. Psalm eighty-nine, fifteen and 16. God is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. Romans 1, 9, and 10. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me evening and morning. And at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 55, 16, and 17. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Our God is a good God. He's an awesome God. Thank you, Jesus. He's faithful. YOU WILL BECOME WHAT YOU ARE FOCUSED ON. PRIDE IS SIN. PRIDE IS SIN AND ALL SIN CAUSES A HARDENING OF OUR HEART TOWARD GOD WHICH CAUSES US TO BECOME LESS SENSITIVE TO THE HOLY SPIRIT. WALKING IN HUMILITY AND PURITY OF HEART CAUSES US TO HEAR GOD'S VOICE MORE CLEARLY BY BEING MORE SENSITIVE TO THE HOLY SPIRIT. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. Psalm 25 and 9. We used to sing. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Woo. You... <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We used to sing a song in the church. Moment by moment, I'm kept in his love. Moment by moment, I live from above. Looking to Jesus till glory does shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Thank you, Lord. It is exactly that moment by moment. Every waking moment, surrender, responsiveness, obedience, sensitiveness, pliability. LOST IN HIS LOVE THAT I NOW HAVE THE MIND BENT TO EXPLORE WITH ALL MY MIGHT. IT MEANS TWO BURNING PASSIONS. FIRST, TO BE LIKE JESUS. SECOND, RESPONSE TO GOD AS A VIOLIN RESPONDS TO THE BOW OF THE MASTER. THIS CONSECRATION ON GOD IS STRENUOUS, BUT EVERYTHING ELSE HAS CEASED TO BE SO. I think more clearly. I forget less frequently. Things that I did with a strain before, I now do easily and with no effort whatever. I worry about nothing. I lose no sleep. I walk on air. On air, a good part of the time, even the mirror reveals a new light in my eyes and my face. I no longer feel in a hurry about anything. Everything goes right. Each minute, I meet calmly as though it were not important. Nothing can go wrong except one thing. That is that God may slip. From my mind, if I do not keep my guard, keep on my guard. Hallelujah. We gotta keep on guard. Can't, can't take our, can't let our guard down. Not for one minute. Hallelujah. Keep holding on. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Keep holding on. Don't give up. Many seekers would encourage a dark night. We have to keep pressing on. And I thank God for you all on to on this evening, and I thank God for your patience and allowing the Lord to just use you and continue to let him use you. Um one more thing about the dark night. The dark night also occurs to those who do not seek a relationship based on knowledge but true intimacy with God. While the term dark night of the soul is used broadly, its general meaning in seeking to hear the voice of God is a lengthy and profound absence of light and hope of God's presence. In the dark night, you feel profoundly alone. But we know that he said he would never, ever leave us alone. Amen. So this concludes hearing the voice of God. That was the last of it. Um, and I'm going to ask, uh, if anyone has any comments or anything. They would like to say at this time. We got about a little less than eight minutes.
2: Well, you spoke of the dark night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, when we're going through, as a child of God, you know, and we're learning, it takes some time to learn how to get out of that dark night because we trust in God but as you said we have not quite made it there where the intimacy we may think the intimacy we have but we have there's something that we have not let go. We have not completely trusted in God. Right, we right have the fear and we still have not yet let it go. We can go through that dark night for a season Or until we learn how to surrender and give it up, because we keep holding on and we keep trying to help God do something. And so we feel that nervousness and that tension and that worry. Even though we're praying to the Lord, we're seeking His face and we're waiting on the Lord. We call ourselves waiting on Him. So you see, that's something that we have to go through. But until we understand... And until we surrender totally and allow the Lord to have it all, we will still continue to experience those dark nights.
0: Mm-hmm. Because our inner From part struggle, yes, our inner yes. part struggle, and this here says, I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself after all. I've spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that um, uh, I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. But I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it but I can't do it. I decide to do good but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad but then I do it anyway. My decisions such as they are don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good sin is there to trip me up. Hmm. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of my me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything, and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question, the answer? Thank God. Is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. That's Romans 7, 14 through 15. Experience is part in our dreams, experience and part in our dreams, and this is the last. In Healing the Masculine Soul, there was a gentleman named Gordon Dalby. Tells a remarkable story about a man who was plagued by a recurring dream, a nightmare in which a ferocious lion kept chasing the man until he dropped exhausted and awoke screaming. The man was dismayed. He did not know what his dream meant. Was the lion in symbol of fear? One day, the man was guided by his pastor to revisit the dream in prayer as they prayed on impulsive, uh, invited the man to recall the dream. Even in all the fear hesitantly, the man agreed and soon reported that indeed the lion was in sight and headed his way. Then uh, the pastor then instructed the man, when the lion comes close to you, try not to run away, but instead stand there and ask him who or what he is and what he is doing in your life. Can you try that? Shifting uneasily in his chair, the man agreed, then reported what was happening. The lion is snorting and shaking his head. Stand here. Stand there, right in front of me. I ask him who he is, and oh, I can't believe what he's saying. He says, I'm your courage and your strength. Why are you running away from me? Amen. Well, Father God, we thank you for this episode, uh, the last episode of hearing the voice of God. And Lord, we pray We thank you for all the listeners, and we pray for those that are listening in on today. It may have been their first time, but God, we thank you, and we thank you for those that have went through the whole task. We know it wasn't easy of going through this series, but Lord, we pray that you bless them and bless those that got on for the first time. Those that may have only been on once, twice or three times, Lord, we pray that you bless them and the blessings of the Lord continue to be with them and that they will continue to hear your voice and know your voice and understand your voice and make these words applicable that you have given them, Lord, the keys to the kingdom and the instruments and the words and the scriptures, oh God. and the encouragement, Lord, and let them know, oh God, that it is you. Hallelujah. That's all they need to lean and depend on is you to hear your voice. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank you all for your participation. God bless you. And good evening. And congratulations.